This week on the Spiritual Gangsta Certified Podcast. I am not going to demean women specifically for being promiscuous. That That's ridiculous to me. Some men use very ridiculous um, logic for, you know, why they don't want a promiscuous woman. Plus, I did want to take some time to speak about how you can get the most out of looking where the sun is in relation to your chart, especially if you know your placements. So I'm so excited to be back making podcast episodes. I swear, since 2018, when I started this journey with Spiritual Gangster Certified's podcast, I had no idea how busy a person I was going to be, how much life was going to throw my way, even though if I had been obsessed with my transits, I would have seen a little bit more. But I do tend not to stalk my astrological transits every day. It just becomes a little bit too much. But, but so many changes have happened in my life and I'm so excited to be able to have so much more time to dedicate to doing what I absolutely love. I've continued, of course, with my readings. I'm always doing those. I've deeply developed my astro courses. So for all of those who have been asking about them, they will be ready soon and they'll be at your own pace. There will be some opportunities for you to connect directly in lives and videos and such with me, but the course is truly tailored so that you can complete it, you know, when you have time and at your own pace. So I'm excited about that. But with me restructuring my life, I have so much time now to dedicate more so to content for Spiritual Gangster Certified. Excuse me, couldn't even say my own brand's name. My goodness. But that part within itself really proves something that I wanted to talk about today. And um, as I record this, um, the sun is at 22 degrees of Leo. I know that a lot of people get really caught up in, you know, what season it is and like people battle it out with sun signs. And I know I'm always like the Debbie Downer telling people to focus on more than sun sign, but I'm so committed, so very committed to really teaching people how to use astrology practically. And in order to use astrology practically, we don't want to reduce it down to some parlor trick where we're just saying, oh, you're a Leo. Oh, you're a Gemini. Oh, you're a Scorpio. Like, listen, you're all 12 signs in varying degrees. But that's a whole other conversation that I look forward to making people angry on when they don't want to accept the truth of um, how everything works. But I did want to take some time to speak about how you can get the most out of looking where the sun is in relation to your chart, especially if you know your placements and the degrees of your placements. Um, A lot of this will correspond to an article that I actually wrote at the beginning of Leo season. 
And the name of that article, it can be found on uh, spiritualguestercertified.com. If you hit blog, it's the first post that you should see currently. This was written July 21st. And the name of the article is Leo Season 2022, Pride or Passion. Now, I think it's important when thinking about Leo energy that people do not simply reduce their thoughts down to what they feel about Leo signs. All of us know some Leos, okay? All of us know people born while the sun was in Leo. Some of the people that I meet that talk about Leo don't have anything good to say. (laughs) They don't. Then I meet people that are like, oh my God, I love Leo people. I want to train you to think of the astrological signs, not as sun signs, but as archetypes and energies that everyone can tap into that everyone possesses. Now, I will say this. A Leo sun was born when the sun was in Leo and the sun is vital to existence, right? So vital to their own existence would be certain Leo keywords, certain essences of Leo. But I'm talking, when I talk about Leo, I'm talking about the energy of Leo. Okay? Now, First, as a reminder to some of the newbies or beginners, okay, the sun rules Leo. And the sun actually entered Leo on July 22nd at 4.07 p.m. Eastern. Leo is, as per Western tropical astrology, is a fixed fire sign. What does that mean? Well, it means Leo keeps the heat going. It's not a coincidence that when we're looking from an astrological perspective from Western tropical astrology, which is literally based on the sun's ecliptic or the path that it seems to take from the equator up into the Tropic of Cancer, back down towards the equator, and then down into the Tropic of Capricorn from our vantage point on Earth. It's weather in the Western hemisphere. So if you think about it, Leo season occurs in the smack dead middle of summer in the Northern Hemisphere, the hottest part of the year. I do not find that coincidental. I don't think that that um, isn't by design, okay? Now, people born while the sun was in Leo, of course, during Leo seasons, are having their solar returns or astrological New Year's. For For those who do not know, um, your solar return occurs when the sun goes back to the exact degree and minute that it was in when you were born. Okay? Now, I'm going to read this part of the article because I think it's important for people to understand how we can utilize some of this information. Okay? Leo season, all the seasons impacts all of us, but specific to Leo season, Of course, for those with placements in Leo, the sun will make contact by conjunction with those placements. So if you have Leo placements like, you know, Mercury in Leo, Venus in Leo, any planetary placement in in Leo. During Leo season, the sun essentially will be lighting them up and imbuing them with an extra boost of authentic vital energy. If you have Leo placements, pay attention to what degree they are in. So here's a quick astrological tip 
let this stick in your head. The sun moves about one degree per day. So as it traverses through the sign of Leo, moving from zero degrees to 29 degrees, every sun, I'm sorry, every sign is given 30 degrees, but we start with zero and end with 29, okay? So every day, the sun is making contact with a different degree. So let's say you have Mars and Leo at 16 degrees. The sun will conjunct it exactly when it hits 16 degrees of Leo, or around the 17th day of Leo season. So I tell people you can literally use this information to know when you're going to be impacted. So it's a good idea to pay attention to when the sun is at the same degree as your Leo placement. You'll notice these placements and what they represent are intensified. The sun is giving what it is making conjunction with by being in the same sign and in the same degree, it is literally giving it energy. The sun is like a giant spotlight being shown on something. It is like a battery, okay? I always suggest to my clients and to my friends that they journal or record voice memos or video memos on days when the sun is conjunct their placements to keep a record of occurrences about how they're feeling. You'd be very surprised to learn the recurring patterns you can see from year to year when you keep track of them. That's what makes shit amazing. Like the fact that when you track things in retrospect, you can see common themes and you can always know what to look forward to. Now, if you don't have any planets or placements in Leo, you will still be impacted by the sun's visit to its favorite sign. Everyone has the energy of all 12 signs on their charts, like I just said. So even if you don't have Leo placements, you do have a house or houses in your chart being directly affected by this powerful boost of energy. So what this means is if you look at your birth chart wheel and find out what house or houses have Leo energy, you'll get a clue as to what area of your life areas too will be impacted. Okay. Now, when I talk about Leo energy and the people who have a problem with sun sign Leos don't like them, find them to be insert thing here, you know, they're going to focus more so on the negative aspects of Leo. And I talk about this with every sign. Every sign has positive negative and neutral characteristics. So let's go over some positive keywords for Leo. Affectionate, benevolent, boisterous, cheerful, childlike, courageous, creative, determined, dignified, enduring, energetic, entertaining, enthusiastic, Faithful, fun-loving, generous, joyful, leadership-oriented, likable, magnanimous. <laughs> I knew I was going to mess up that word as I was reading it. <laughs> oh my God. Mercury and Pisces, come on, get it together. Magnanimous, playful, proud. Proud can also be a negative keyword, depending, okay? Regal reliable, self-expressed, sincere, strong-willed, theatrical, unrelenting, and warm, okay? Now, 
I purposefully chose to focus more so on the positive keywords of Leo because as you're looking at your chart and you're seeing the areas of your life where you possess Leo energy, again, for people with no planetary or asteroid placements in Leo, you still have a house or houses with Leo energy in it, which means that area of your life is where you exhibit Leo energy, is where you actually experience Leo energy, okay? I chose to focus on the positive so that as you look at your chart, you can better align yourself with the more positive aspects of Leo energy. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you guys an example. When Leo season begins, it starts in my 10th house. And then by the middle of Leo season, it's it's moved on into my 11th house. So every year, I notice some activity where I feel more leadership-oriented, more self-expressed. Okay, I'm a lot more energetic and enthusiastic about career matters because it's, you know, going through my 10th house. By the time it starts transiting my 11th house, I'm in a totally different space. I only really have one Leo placement, major placement, okay? I have my North Node in Leo at 29 degrees in the 11th house. So, so, the last day of Leo season... When the sun is at 29 degrees of Leo, it'll make contact directly with my North Node. Other than that, I don't have Leo placements, but it's more important, I think, whether you have Leo placements or not, to see what areas of the chart it's going through. Where is the sun traveling? So you can see what's being lit up. You can see what's being highlighted. This is so important. Okay, so by the time it gets to my 11th house, where it is right now, it's on its way to my north node, okay, which has to do with my purpose, what I'm here for. Um, I start, because this is the house now, the 11th house of community and groups and friendship circles, networking, it's even the internet, all these sorts of things. Every year I see similar themes. I'll have new opportunities, but similar themes, okay? And also because my Mars and my Jupiter are in the 11th house, though they're in Virgo, the sun gets very close to them too at the end of Leo season. I feel more driven. I feel more lit up. I feel more blessed. I get blessings, especially in Virgo season, um, from those I'm connected to. So the practical use of just where the sun is transiting your chart is invaluable. There, there's so much that you get from that. You can see themes and opportunities. And you can understand things. Now, while we already talked about the positive characteristics of Leo, let's look at a few negative keywords, okay? Bossy. Childish. Conceited. Domineering. Dramatic. I hear this one a lot. <laughs> Egotistical. Impatient, lazy, naive, opinionated, patronizing, pompous, self-centered, show-offy, snobbish, 
Okay? Those are some of the negative keywords of Leo. Now, I think it's important to be in tune with how Leo energy, or any energy for that matter, shows itself. When you're looking at certain keywords, what the goal ultimately is for everybody wanting to learn and better connect with astrology is how to be able to recognize what energy you're dealing with and what sign it corresponds to. As a reminder, everybody, when we talk about astrology, one of the first things that I tell people that are interested in learning or who have already started learning but want to go deeper, something that you should always keep in mind is this. It's very simple, but it encompasses a lot. So when we take the 12 signs, we're applying the energies of all 12 signs to everything known and unknown in the universe. So we're taking everything that there is and everything that there's going to be and breaking them down into one of 12 categories. So that's a lot of shit, okay? Everything that there is, okay? To be broken down into one of those 12 categories. So it's important to connect yourself with the essence of each sign so that you'll be able to tell what goes where. What has to do with what. It's extremely important to learn how to do this. So if someone starts acting in a way that's pompous, you know how to align that appropriately to Leo energy. Now, I don't think that when you're looking for ways to connect um, to the signs that you should tell yourself, I don't have any Leo energy just because you don't have any Leo placements. Okay, it is... It is doing yourself a disservice to do that. Okay. Now I'm going to briefly go over some of the things that I talked about as far as the house that the sun and Leo is transiting through. So if you don't have any Leo placements, you do want to pull your chart and you want to look to where Leo energy is as far as the houses. I'll use my own chart as an example again. Okay. Now, 11 degrees and 19 minutes of Leo describes my 11th house, okay? But there's still a little bit of Leo energy in the 10th house because it starts there. I hope this makes sense to people and I'm going to give you an opportunity if you have any questions to give feedback and have them answered because I think it's so important to be in contact um, with you guys about what you have questions about. But I'm going to go house by house. Again, um, this is an article that's written if you want to give it a glance over uh, so that you can see. Now, I know we're at the end of Leo season, but I still think that this is helpful because I was always taught that astrology is best in hindsight because you can actually look back on events that have already occurred and see how they align with astrological transits and what was going on astrologically. If the Leo sun is transiting your first house, 
You can feel a renewed sense of courage and commitment to being authentically yourself. Your personal energy will be undeniable, and you may feel compelled to strongly display your individuality through your appearance. Positively, this will feel like a rebirth or rebirth, and those who you encounter will not be able to ignore the boisterous and warm energy that you show up with. Conversely, this transit can give haughty and pushy energy, accentuating self-centered and childish behavior. So this would be for people who have Leo energy going through their first house or Leo risings. Now we'll move to the second house. If the Leo sun is transiting your second house, the focus will be on your value systems, self-worth, money, and possessions. The sun's energy activates an indulgent state where getting or experiencing the best of the best becomes your focus. A sense of pride about what you already have or can soon have is par for the course. Positively, your sense of security and comfort will be highlighted, encouraging you to maintain it. But being too indulgent and spending beyond your means for the sake of looking good can cause you to take a loss. So I'm mentioning, you know, some positive aspects of these transits and, you know, negative ones. So on to the third house. The transiting Leo sun through your third house gives light to a sense of being a bit of a busybody as you're more open to making connections and sharing and receiving information. Because the third house is ruled by Gemini. And that's all about those things. You may also have more interaction with your siblings, cousins, or people in your neighborhood, because that's also representative of the third house. Fun is found by keeping it close to home. Positively, you can find many things to enjoy that stimulate your intellect in a playful way. But be careful not to take on a bossy, know-it-all attitude in an attempt to seek attention. Don't be showing off your brain. (laughs) okay so on to the fourth house sun and leo transits to your fourth house bring a focus on your family home intuition instinct and comfort this transit can lead to a preoccupation with matters of security and taking a leadership role with your family this energy may also point to ego clashes among you And your family as realizations and understanding of family dynamics rise to the surface. Positively, you may discover ways to deepen trust and strengthen family bonds. While negatively, the issues unearthed may prove to be a boiling point for you or others in your family. Lighten up that house of family there. Fifth house. If the Leo sun is transiting your fifth house, all things self-expression... Pleasure, creativity, leisure, and children will be massively lit up. Your inner child will be easier to connect with, and you may find yourself embodying the wonder and awe that is a throwback to your childhood. Positively, you'll be wanting to let your hair down and have a good time with plenty of energy for enjoying what feels good. Conversely, The tendency to make everything about what you want to do can be off-putting to those you're spending time with. We're on to the sixth house now. When the sun in Leo passes through your sixth house, it's a perfect time for focusing on habits, routines, health, service, and organization of your work environment. You'll feel more confident in your ability to deal with the small details pertaining to these areas of life. 
On the positive side, you may be able to establish new habits that carry out for the rest of the year through careful attention to important details. On the negative side, you may overextend yourself trying to be of help to others by pouring more energy and focus into them than yourself. So as that sun is going through the sixth house, which naturally belongs to Virgo and therefore is a house of service, services rendered and received, you have to be careful that you're not overextending yourself. Some of that energy belongs to you. Seventh house. The Leo sun transiting your seventh house brings strong focused energy on one-to-one connections, relationships, and people who are openly against you because the seventh house is the house of open enemies. This is a time to think less of yourself and more about your connection to and with another. This isn't just romantic relationships. And under this energy, excuse me, you may be quite the social butterfly. This is the house that belongs to Libra. Libra is the sign of social um, interactions par excellence. Opportunities to take pride in connections you, in the connections you are stable, able to form. Jesus can't read my own handwriting. Um, able to form or strengthen will abound you, but you must be careful not to use false charm to manipulate inauthentic partnerships. While Libra is very social um, and has tact and, and social grace, um, it is the sign of being a bit superficial, you know, um, which is interesting <clears throat> because sometimes I, I, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it, but sometimes one needs to be superficial in their connections. Like if you work with people, you know, the only reason you're around them is because y'all just happen to work at the same company, not because, you know, you're choosing for any other reason to be around people. And a lot of people like to keep it light with work colleagues. They, they don't want it to be surface. But in connections that you are choosing to fully indulge in, you, you want to guard against superficiality. Now we're going to go on to the eighth house. Transiting your 8th house, the sun in Leo energizes transformation, sexuality, shared resources, and highlights things you try to hide. And any unaddressed trauma going through that Scorpio-ruled house. Purging is the key word for this transit, and there won't be any benefit to keeping things light or surface level. So we went from, you know, superficiality of the 7th house with Libra to uh-uh we don't want to do surface level shit because we're in the realm of scorpio as scorpio rules the eighth house scorpio is committed to depth it, it can't do the superficial it wants to see what's underneath the surface so that's important peering into the depths of your own psychological patterns helps you uncover what you need to change literally the sun is lighting up a house that you know, hides things. This is the house of sex, death, transformation, secrets, shared resources, legacies, etc. Positively, this purging will free you from internal heaviness. Negatively, you may feel so pushed to change that you take things to an extreme. Scorpio is in a very, it, it's a very extreme energy. Okay, it's like this or that. One or the other. We're not riding the fence. You got to make a choice. Okay. Now for the 10th house. 
While the sun in Leo is making its way through your 10th house, your public life, so this applies to me at the beginning of Leo season and any other people that have some Leo energy going through that 10th house. Um, <clears throat> while the sun in Leo is making its way through your 10th house, your public life, career, and reputation are primary focuses. And a tendency to care more about how you are known in the world is prevalent. The good news is you'll likely be recognized and rewarded tangibly for the work you've put on put in excuse me on the other hand wounded pride due to career status or issues with superiors at work are a negative aspect of this transit so keep your ego in check we all know when we've done the appropriate work whether you want to admit it out loud to yourself or others deep down inside you know when you've done the damn thing and you've done it well and are therefore deserving of praise and you also know when you haven't put in that much effort, yet you were still expecting to get praised, and you don't want to saw the ego, let's not do that. <laughs> 11th house. The Leo sun transiting your 11th house highlights your social circles, groups, or networks you happen to be a part of. So this is what I'm going through currently. Opportunities to broaden connections through networking pop up everywhere, especially on the internet. That is exactly what I'm experiencing. Positively, the connections you make will inspire you in profound ways that awaken your inner genius. Remember, the 11th house is ruled naturally by Aquarius. Aquarius is knowing and genius. Strikes of genius suddenly. Negatively, attempts to be the star of the show or central figure in your networks due to an inflated ego can be met with blowback and ultimately have you put out of the circle as quickly as you are welcome in. Aquarius is things happen suddenly. It's like lightning. Okay. Now, lastly, the 12th house. Leo Sun transits to the 12th house, punctuate the need to retreat, reflect, and recharge. This is also a time when dreams are more significant and getting lost in them as a means of recalibrating your energy is a good idea. The 12th house belongs to Pisces. Okay, so the sun, if it's going through your 12th house during Leo season, is punctuating both Leo and Pisces themes. This is a time for introspection and alone time. And positively, this time can put you in touch with some of the subconscious habits that work against you, giving way to the opportunity to finally become aware of a personal blind spot. So the 12th house can sometimes be called the house of self-undoing. And why is it called that? Well, it is a Neptune and Piscean ruled house, which means there's like a fog cast on it, okay? You really can't see what's going on there. And if you don't consciously align yourself to being aware of what happens in your 12th house, it can work against you, okay? So being in touch with those subconscious habits is fine, okay? Because they are blind spots, Negatively, you may experience becoming aware of people who are not as they appear to be because the 12th house, unlike the 7th, which is about open enemies, is about hidden enemies. Okay? So you may experience becoming aware of people who are not as they appear to be and did not have your best interests at heart, causing a blow to your pride and sense of self. Leo season for sure is the perfect time to live from your heart, To be in the moment to truly enjoy things. I don't know if I'm sure a lot of people in the spiritual community have heard the concept of being here now. 
There's a book called Be Here Now by Ram Das. It's a book I rather enjoy. It has some rather enticing artwork. All of these are reminders to live in the now. If we are focused on the future or the past, we're not here right now. So we're not really enjoying the moment. This is the perfect time to be here now. Okay? It's just... Listen, it's imperative you learn how to work with the astrological energy uh, present. Listen, I know... That that's not the only thing going on astrologically right now. But if you're just starting out, a good idea is just to pay attention at first to sun transits. Things can seem a little overwhelming when you're also worrying about where Venus is, what's where in this, how's this working. You work your way up to that. But if you can master understanding how a transit from the sun is personally impacting your chart, Man, you're doing yourself like the best favor ever as far as astrological understanding. Okay? Next up, I talk a little bit... I can't speak today. What is up? Let me check my transits. But I talk a little bit about body count as far as women are concerned. Because I saw a conversation come up and it just kind of took me off a little bit. It just kind of made me a little upset. So uh, I decided to talk about my feelings about it, especially in a climate online where the battle of the sexes come completely rages forward. Um, There's so much that men have to say about women and vice versa, but this is specifically um, about seeing someone's thoughts about how men feel about how many people a woman has slept with. So stay tuned for that. I hope everybody has a wonderful day. Peep you in the next segment. Have questions about your love life? Need to know what to do to make your next career move? Just interested in learning what your energy is like and how you operate with it? you need to hit me up for a reading. I now have two ways that you can get in reading with me. Either in long form, in my regular length readings, which they're pretty long because I talk a lot, (laughs) on spiritualgangstacertified.com. If you click on services and then readings, all of them are listed there. I'll also put the link in the description. And for shorter videos, for those of you just having a few questions, you can check me out on a platform called Hey Hero. I'll put the link in the description. This is a very cool way for you to get very specific concerns addressed with a video response directly from me. Check it out. I've been hearing the dumbest shit regarding body count. And my opinion on it is a little bit different than the opinions I see floating around on the internet. I just saw a post, okay, from a page called Feminism is Cancer 4, okay, on Facebook. And it says, this is um, a lady writing, I, 27 female, hate how men value me because of my body count. And this woman goes on to say, 
So I have been with 58 different men, which I know is higher than average, but I wanted to have fun and enjoy new experiences and it's my life, so I did. But I've settled down the last year and been really trying to find someone special to settle down with and start a family. All of my friends now are either married or in relationships now, and whenever I meet a match with a man or meet one in real life, they always ask me what my body count is. And I tell them, they always make a disgusted face and unmatch or ghost me. I even met one guy who I liked so much and I thought was so sweet who told me he wasn't interested in a woman with such high mileage and ended up dumping me. I cried my eyes out for days over that. I'm more than just the men I've slept with. I have a decent job, fun hobbies, an interest, and I'm still young. But I guess I'm just a hoe in most men's eyes. Now, additionally, whomever posted this had a comment under the post that says, can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Or is it you can't create a home without a hoe and me? Listen, I had so many thoughts about this. Um, I know in the spiritual community, a lot of the times we see a lot of talk about an energetic exchange that sex is. And I totally understand that. I am also of the mind that we are each the universe experiencing itself, right? So, you know, there's going to be all types of people doing all sorts of things. Now, I can't take my personal feelings and what I would do and my views and my um, morals and all of that and just throw it on other people in a situation like this. I personally don't want to sleep with a bunch of people. That's just not where I'm at in my life. That just doesn't work for me. That's not something I'm looking for. However, however, I see these conversations online and especially um, with any men who complain these days about women acting like men. Um, And that means a lot of different things, apparently, online from being too masculine, um, declaring constantly that they don't need a man, stuff like that, right? I hear this all the time. This is what these men are saying. Um, Also, degrees and money, and a lot of them say they don't care about that. Um, All these different sorts of things. And then most importantly, oh, they're acting like men because they're freely having casual sex. I have so many things that I can say about this. I'm just going to try to keep it on topic specifically. But I get so bothered. So very fucking bothered (laughs) at these conversations. And I have since really stopped engaging. Because there's no point in trying to really argue with people who are of a certain mindset and don't want that mindset changed. I only really want to converse with people, not at all that I want to be in an echo chamber because that is not it, but I want to be in discussions with people who are objective, who are actually conversing with a purpose and want to understand one another. When you have people that are on that page, the conversation is going to be a hell of a lot more productive. You know what I mean? So 
bearing that in mind for this productivity that I look for, I don't want to talk to polarized people. Okay. And when we look at hermetic laws and there's a law of polarity, a lot of people are familiar with this. And it basically says that opposites can be reconciled. They are the same energy at different ends of the spectrum, right? So this is something that I've come to really understand, embrace and see how it works in everyday life and in the universe, so to speak. I am not going to demean women specifically for being promiscuous. That That's ridiculous to me. Because per my personal compass, moral compass, you know, I don't want to exchange energy with people like that. So I know that's something that's not for me. And when I say it's not for me, that standard isn't just because I'm a woman it's because I'm a person. If I was a man in this incarnation and had the experiences that I did, I would say the same thing, right? So what I find, of course, we talk about this all the time in my friendship circles with people I know, people I meet. Men use ridiculous, some men, excuse me, some men use very ridiculous um, logic for you know, why they don't want a promiscuous woman. Yet a lot of these still men, these men, excuse me, will still um, try to sleep with a bunch of people or utilize the services of sex workers. So it's like you're demeaning people that you lie down with. They're your equal when you lie down with them. So what? That doesn't make any sense to me. It never has. Um, But to make matters worse... There's this analogy I've heard like for years. I've seen it floating on the internet. I've heard people, men, excuse me, say it in conversations. A few women too. How like, well, women are, you know, the doors, so to speak, with a a lock on them. And we're the key. A man is the master key. A master key can go in many locks, but you can't just be putting any key in specific locks. Can we please, can someone please explain to me how this makes any sense when you consider a few things? Now, I know that biologically men are compelled to procreate, but these sorts of analogies and excuses essentially, they scream to me that the people that use them do not expect men to be people with self-control. Just because somebody don't use some pussy don't mean you gotta take it. Okay? You don't have to be doing what you're doing. There are men that do not operate like that. But they'll call them like lames and stems and different things. But you get what I mean. This isn't like just auto-programmed into every man see woman oh she's going to let me fuck i mean i get that a lot of men think like this but this is going to take me down another path i swear to god (laughs) um people of quality and who value themselves you know aren't just going to make excuses like that you know they're just they're just not going to do it and blame it on the fact that they happen to be born a biological male 
it's, it's just not quality. <laughs> but aside from that, um, the thing that sticks out to me is that I'm trying to understand precisely why men have a problem with women with high body counts. I've, I'm going to go through some of the things I see them say and try to make sense of them. Um, again, some people view sex as an exchange. Okay, I'm one of those people. That is something that is just a part of, you know, what I believe and what I follow. So I don't want to just be out here doing whatever. Like, that's just not going to work for me. But why are men mad that women have... And I don't know what the... I don't know what the range is. Okay, like for what they consider high, is it over two people? Is it over one? Like, I I guess it depends on the man, right? So I'm trying to figure out precisely what the issue is. So I've seen some men say, well, like the more men that you're sleeping with, you're putting yourself at risk for diseases. Okay, I get it. I get it. But doesn't that apply to you, sir? So, if you are the master key that has been in multiple locks and you meet a woman, you meet a woman with a low body count, let's say she's only slept with one person, and she sleeps with you, just by virtue of sleeping with you, she's exposing herself to STDs and possible pregnancy. Just because she wasn't out there being the master key doesn't mean that there aren't consequences based on her dealing with you who is I guess slanging dick everywhere um <laughs> Jesus this shit is funny to me um so it doesn't make sense to me because it very much reads depending on how you look at it like I want me a good girl now what if you've managed to get HPV what if you've managed to get herpes And this young lady that you pair up with, with low body count, she never exposed herself to a bunch of men to make the likelihood of that um, greater for her. But simply, by pairing up with you, she has now exposed herself. So I'm trying to understand that logic. (laughs) I don't, I don't, it's not logicing for me. I don't get it. What is going on? Sorry. I just... I don't, I, I, what are, what are y'all men saying when you say that? And when I say y'all men, I mean the ones that subscribe to this. Is it a pride thing? You don't want a woman who many men have seen in, or known, I should say, in the biblical sense. You, you don't want to, par- like, I'm trying to understand it, but I just randomly just saw that. I'm going to go on with my day. But that came up, and I wonder what y'all thought. Let me know. Dying to hear other people's commentary. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Spiritual Gangsta Certified Podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for upcoming episodes where I have chat and chill sessions with other astrologers and spiritualists. If you have any questions that you'd like me to address on the show, make sure to send me an email at illy 
at spiritualgangstacertified.com and I'll make sure to include your question and answer on an upcoming episode. And don't forget to check us out over on Facebook at facebook.com slash spiritual gangster certified official on Instagram at Philadelphia Vish and at spiritual gangster certified on Twitter at Philadelphia Vish and on YouTube. The channel name is spiritual gangster certified. You can also be sure to check us out on TikTok at Spiritual Gangsta Official. And of course, the podcast, which is available on nine platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can find me at anchor.fm slash Spiritual Gangsta Certified. Peace.